do the thing that God put Ron Burgundy on this earth to do. Have salon quality hair and read the news. I feel like I'm getting drunk and electrocuted at the same time. You need to pull it together. This guy's bad news. What happens now? Now I go to work. This is the Brian Suits Show. Well, another reason I vote in person. I didn't know this, but uh, the four years ago, this started uh, Jim Walsh from the 19th District uh, is saying that they tried to change this four years ago, but the March, uh, not Super Tuesday, but the March primary coming up, some people already get their ballots. And I didn't know this, but state of Washington, you have to check in blue ink uh, the box for Democratic Party or Republican Party on your envelope. So did you know this, Greg? And you didn't tell me? You learn something new every day. So no, hell no. no I, I, this is why I go to Olympia to the Thurston County seat and vote in person. But I'm not mailing anything with a box checked uh, Republican. And you, you are must, not a box checker. <clears throat> uh, well, I'm ex- except for stuff. Uh, mark one party declaration parentheses required parentheses. So hey, ballot mark your own party. We gotta change that. No, no external indication. I mean, besides my zip code, which will make it really obvious. But, but, uh, big no, hard pass on this, on this deal. So, anyway, maybe we'll burn a call into Hobbs on Monday, or maybe today. I don't know. But uh, the single occupant of the uh, of yesterday's uh, Moonlander is going to be coming out of the uh, the spacecraft today at. Uh, 7 a.m. our time. So are we ready to take that? Absolutely. Okay, we'll we'll take that. That'll be cool. That'll be awful neat. Um, Welcome and- to 1972, everybody. <laughs> yes, everyone. And uh, so all kinds of stuff to get to. By the way, AM 770, KTTH, Brian Suits here. Uh, and the White House, I, did we dismiss this? They announced the... Uh, sanctions. Let me look uh, here on. This is for killing that Navalny. This is fresh off of uh, meeting his wife Yolanda. This that must have been a surprise uh, that he found out her or the, that she found out that her name was Yolanda yesterday. And then, by the way, <clears throat> never before has it been more stark about who's who and who's on what side and who takes their their phone call from the White House. So here's the deal. Yesterday, um, Alexei Navalny's widow, Yulia, and uh, their daughter, who goes to Stanford, um, were were greeted uh, in California by Biden. He couldn't bother to have them fly to D.C. or fly them out there or or whatever. So he met with them so that he could uh, hug them and uh, the whole thing um, and all that. And what you're not supposed to be uh, – what you're not supposed to be – if if you don't know, he when he met the press in the in the parking garage in San Francisco, after he hugged her and there were you know and all the networks got that footage and and the still photos of him hugging uh, Yulia Yolanda uh, pardon me Yulia Navalny he goes down the parking garage and calls her Yolanda. So if you put that in your report, you're, you didn't get the memo from the White House on this uh, because you're, you're just supposed to play this part here. This morning I had the honor of meeting with Alexei Navalny's wife and daughter. One thing well, I... Well, not his wife anymore. Made, ...that was made clear to me is that uh, Yolanda is going to... She's going to continue to fight the 
So, I mean, I'm not going to, I can simulate the edit that MSNBC made, but they took the Yolanda part out. They left wife in, um, but they went right to, one thing is clear to me is she's going to continue her fight. Made clear to me is that uh, Yolanda is going to, she's going to continue to. And he conveniently strip his, you know, skips that and goes right to she. Uh, but anyway, he just met her. He just met her. Her name is Yulia. And, 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 and you know that there's some decline happening there uh, because he has to get the name right of the daughter and the wife. Uh, he's heard it before, and he's told one last time it's Yulia. Not Julia. If you want to mispronounce it, it's Julia. But it's with, with a Y to make it easy for you. Yulia and his daughter, his widow, Yulia. Um, and the whole thing, but it's it was that blatant that that if you played it unedited, your CNN or your Fox, if you took the part where he misnames her out uh, at the White House's request, probably, uh, or they would anyway, um, then you you heard this. This morning, I had the honor of meeting with Alexei Navalny's wife and daughter. And one thing I made that was made clear to me. Is that uh, Yolanda is gonna? She's gonna continue to, to fight. I know, not a big deal. I get it. I don't know that you could edit the. You could. You could um, justify the edit for time. It's only a like a twelve second clip, but in the middle of it, he forgets her name and calls her Yolanda. Okay, I mean, I guess at least it wasn't Shaniqua or something. Uh, you got well, the first letter correct. Yeah, that's which true. Is a start. Jimmy Kimmel made a similar uh, point about our aging president, and I thought it was rather funny. Last night, he was talking about Biden whenever he watches him go up or down stairs. There were his fingers crossed or something? Meanwhile, President Biden touched down in San Francisco last night, and um, everyone hold your breath. You can really see that he's on East Coast time when he's out here begging for money because by 3 p.m. So he is a 10 to 4 president. He's East Coast time. He's a 10 a.m. on the East Coast, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, president. His golden hours are before lunch. Um, and you can see him out here when he has to go to a you know, cocktail party in Palo Alto uh, after 5. He really downgrades the shuffling. Every time I watch him go down a flight of stairs, I get that same anxiety you get when you're, like, watching your kid trying to catch a pop fly. Screw you, Jimmy. Part of the problem. Um, well, so anyway, it's a, it's a short and sweet morning montage because we're not... Tomorrow's Saturday, and yes, even I get the day off, but it'll be the second anniversary of the uh, invasion of Ukraine. So I thought today's morning montage is real heavy on the flashback, and it goes a little something like this. The recording also shows his lights and sirens were not on. When Kandula was hit, the officer had his lights on. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions were designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. That sounded like a fighter jet overhead. Okay, 
a, a cheap punchline on my part there. But just to remind you, that's what, what was happening two years ago. Was well. Uh, what do you mean? This, they were never. I mean that they. It was a parade of the. This invasion will be deterred because of our tough, tough sanctions. And then Biden saying, "Well, that's not what they were meant for." Well, uh, I gotta say, cold this morning. Uh, do you speak for Renton? I had the frost on the windshield to my chagrin. I forgot to put the little cover on the windshield last night, so I had to sit in my driveway and waiting for my car to warm up so I could leave to come to work. You don't. Uh, Put that kind of uh, windshield wiper fluid that, that de-ices it? Also? No, and it's it's varied so much lately. It Sometimes you get the frost every day for like a one or two month span, but it goes and ebbs and flows right now. It's one day here, then five days off, one day here, so I kind of forget. Well, here's the part where I'm the jerk again, but I'm just saying out loud what I know people that have been following the issue are, are thinking. Seattle Times headline, Janavi Kandula's family shocked at decision not to charge officer. Well, that's your fault. If, if they're in India and they don't understand how our system works, that's not my fault. They're going to sue Seattle. They're going to be millionaires, the whole deal. And then some, some lawyer here in Seattle is going to be a millionaire too. And then business taxes will go up and, and the whole thing uh, because they don't understand – um, how this works when I, when a cop is doing his duty and and your daughter doesn't look left or right and leaves her headphones in, I you know I mean I'm sorry to boil it down to the mercenary equation of the lawsuit, but Seattle's going to say how much and the lawyer's going to say how high and they're going to say three feet and they're going to write the check. Uh, so there's that. So that. I mean, with all due respect to the family, which clearly I've demonstrated, but the fact that they're shocked that a cop is not going to jail because she walked in front of his car going 75 miles an hour because she didn't see the lights that were going and the siren that was chirping. So, I don't know, maybe Q13 uh, will chime in on that or something. If they're, I mean, if they're going to just – I mean, and they're influencing people with, with their false report from yesterday. Um, so the guy that shot the Washington State Patrolman nine times over the weekend, or on Tuesday, um, and including stealing his sidearm and, and, and wounding him one time uh, with his own gun, uh, he was bailed out by the Northwest Bail Fund. These commies, these reds that are, there's this under not underground, just completely operating in the in in the open movement from <clears throat> L.A. to Maine, from um, from Minnesota to Seattle. This uh, Soros-funded or inspired no-cash bail deal. And, I mean, these these commies are—their goal is to eliminate cash bail, right? And if you want to buy their T-shirt, uh, it says Northwest Community Bail Fund, the NCBF. Um, and it's a red fist grasping cash, green bills smashing through jail bars. I mean, it could not be— I, mean, I couldn't make that up, but uh, who we are, uh, we advocate for ending pretrial detention while working to minimize the harm of the cash bail system by paying bail for people who would otherwise spend the pretrial time in jail. Now, I don't mean the guy's been cashed out this time, uh, but I mean back in June for stuff he did. Uh, the reason he was on the street was this, and, and by the way, they're so deceptive on this. They have a big banner photograph at About Us. And it shows a Victorian-era prison. Uh, not even in, in England. It shows like a, a Charles Dickens-era 
uh, prison. And uh, because that's where they're keeping people pre-trial. And by the way, if you don't make a low pre-trial bail, then you've done something that is worthy of keeping you uh, behind bars. You're you're not a good guy, and you're probably a guy, but and you're not a good guy. And bail was set at three million dollars in this yeah, of case. And by the way, did you see that the uh, the informant that the FBI arrested, who was apparently just making crap up? Um, they let him go, and and everybody was like, "Wow, he's a flight risk and all things." So he was rearrested, um, and uh, I mean, it, you know, I I think there is smoke there, but I think the Republicans got to do a bit of a better job about like not looking stupid because you're making it really easy for uh, for MSNBC um, on this one. Well, so uh, yeah, the, um, uh, the the guy, as it turns out, you look at the uh, the documents. And his rap sheet and going all the way to Wyoming. And this is news to me, how you get out of Wyoming, a violent crime in Wyoming, and uh, and not have to pay the piper. New at 6, Como News has learned through court documents that the man suspected of shooting a Washington state trooper nine times was let out of jail on bail in June by the Northwest Community Bail Fund. 31-year-old Jason Passat is currently being held in the... So they're real good guys. They 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 pick. All you got to do is do on the pull down menu. Request our help. Um and and uh, the whole thing. And so that that's that's what you get from doing doing research and actually reading uh, uh, court documents. You can find like facts and things or watching dash cam videos. So. Yeah, Eric, critics say oftentimes these bail groups, it allows for the release of repeat and sometimes even violent offenders. Now, this group that bailed him out back in June, this is the Northwest Community Bail Fund. They bailed him out after having eight uh, felonies, prior convictions, and they bailed him out after he was arrested and charged in Pierce County on a DOC, on DOC supervision. Now, Jason Posada, he was... And, and this guy is in and out of jail, in and out of Washington, state and other states and he even he had in his possession when when the fur missile caught up to him he had the troopers uh handgun in his backpack he's covered mud because he was like running and stuff and he had a he had a phone with a text that was unsent to somebody his girlfriend or something and it said i shot a cop and i'm so now a three million uh bail you only have to put up 15 percent of that so now he's a now he's a cause celeb, celebrity, um, and so uh, wild stab they they uh, put up uh, something uh, for him. So fifteen percent of a million is uh, one fifty. You do the math. That is correct. Okay, so they'd need four fifty to get him out. Um, so are, do they really, let's put our money where our mouth is, Northwest Community Bail Fund on this one. And I have their financials here. They've got four and a half million on hand and all this, but I do really, you know what? And by the way, stop with the, oh, but George Soros is a Holocaust uh, survivor. Not really. You got to do a bit of a deeper dive there. His dad changed their name, denied the, the religion, then began collaborating. George pers personally, as a young man, as a boy, George was delivering uh, You Got Mail to Jews in Budapest about, hey, you, you have to get out. You might want to pack a bag because the Nazis are calling. <clears throat> in their About menu, uh, you can click on Request re Assistance. Do you have to be the person, I wonder? Can I can I request uh, that he be, that Mr. Posada be let out so he can go shoot more cops or, or something? So um, anyway, 
What's a bail bond and how is it different from a bail fund? So uh, anyway, it, it, it's there are people who really believe that jail and the cops are the problem and that going to prison uh, is the problem. That's what creates criminals. That you send people to prison, they get out and they're criminals. It's not they're criminals and they go to prison. Uh, and I, I really, I don't know where Soros' son, who's now the main uh, guy here uh, with this, uh, is is behind us so much. But I mean, it makes us less safe. Um, there's a reason for bail. There's a reason for pretrial uh, detention and the whole thing because oftentimes police arrest the bad guys. Do they once in a while arrest the good guys? Yeah, that's a shame. I don't want to be one, but I guarantee uh, you, if somebody did dirt on you, you would want them behind bars and then you'd want justice done, right? You don't want to get uh, disrobed. So like Marjorie Taylor Greene said that the New York judge that had that gigantic finding uh, you know, against Trump should be disrobed. So... Did she mean defrocked? Because that's what you do at a priest, right? Again, as long as you get the first letter, maybe even second letter correct, people can kind of infer what you really mean. Just robe that judge. So anyway, I thought that was Lauren Boebert that was always calling for people's disrobing. But, uh, well, so anyway, oh, this just in, by the way, uh, there's not a crewman on that Moonlander, so we will not be going live to the, to the, that would have been funny if they put like a little robot in there uh, or something. Well, and I saw a juxtaposition between the footage that was taken on the last moon landing, which was 1972, compared to today. And I was sort of fueling some conspiracy theories on social media because the footage from some 50 years ago is crisp, clean, beautiful, and, you know, aesthetically pleasing. And the new footage is terrible. It looks... um, you know, like there's a lot of interference Wait, on the well, signal. Well, here's the difference. They're broadcasting live from the moon on this trip. And in the, the trip 50 years ago, they brought a 16-millimeter camera with them to the well, service and then brought back the footage. That's so not, where you're wrong. It's a bit apples to oranges. I thought you'd seen the movie The Dish. I have not seen the movie well, The Dish. Well, clearly not because the signals from the moon went through a dish in Parks, Australia. And well, are you talking about the Armstrong landing? Yeah. I was talking about the last 1972 landing. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know what's so shameful about that? By 1972, it was, uh, well, meh. <laughs> yeah, let's play some golf up there and then cr- come home. It was, I mean, remember that there's a moment in the movie uh, Apollo 13 right. where, where they tell Marilyn Lovell, well, now everyone went away from it four <laughs> yes, minutes in. True. And don't tell, don't tell Jim up there because, yeah. I'm orbiting the moon. We're going to land on it. So and what? you went away from my, my live uh, broadcast. It, I look back in that, and it, it explains so much. And it also, by the way, explains what the Internet did not do. We've never had an attention span. First moon landing in 1969, one of the world, I think, still the world's most watched event. And it better be. The second one, eh, less so. <laughs> yeah, big deal. What have you done uh, for Yeah, me they get out. It's dusty. There's you know, no color, no contrast, and they get back on. And I got it. And so here we are some 50 years later, later and uh, 10 people saw this. What we can confirm, without a doubt, is our equipment is on the surface of the moon, and we are transmitting. So congratulations, I am team. Smattering we'll of applause. I love that. Golf clap. Golf clap. And Tiger taps it in. <laughs> Um, no, it, 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 it kills me. Um, and so, you know, you know, four years later, 1972, they shoot it on, on a camera, but no, I got to say my, my favorite space, uh, space race movie is the dish. Very funny. And a true story. 
better than the right stuff? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but well, that wasn't really space race, though. What? But but uh, uh, not really. No, it's it's about uh, flight test and leading, you know, and then the difference between the test pilots and the astronauts. All right. No, I mean, good, <clears throat> good, a really good movie, a great book, but no, if for sheer start to finish hilarity and accuracy, um, Sam Neill and uh, remember Putty from uh, from um, Seinfeld, Elaine's boyfriend, uh, Patrick Warburton, who was the tick. He's he's the NASA guy. Really great movie. I own it. There you go. It's on my list. It's it's more exclusive than my Spotify list. Uh, the foreign minister gargoyle, Sergei Lavrov's official plane, could not refuel and take off from Brazil yesterday because the Brazilian supplier refuses to do uh, businessmen to do so due to international sanctions against uh, Russia. So anyway, we'll look into this. But I mean, just keep in mind what I said two years ago is. Putin has been banking a war chest for a reason. Two years later, his economy grew faster than any EU economy, 3.9%. Uh, and it's a wartime economy. I mean, you you need to do better than, like, uh, you know, put a lien on his yacht, or, you know, or whatever on this one. Uh, and you need to somehow get... India and China to stop buying his gas and stop selling him consumer crap. Because good luck, he's sanction-proof. Um, how about that? Uh, how about them apples? So back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. We are back on the Brian Suit Show. Is his microphone working is the question of the hour. As I see him fumble around with various Wait, what buttons. are we doing? <laughs> We're back on the air. Um, <clears throat> I have the top 20, because I'm checking the text thing. I've got the top 20 most viewed, da, 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 most viewed television events of all time. And let me, let me cut it down to just the billions, uh, by the way. Because you're, you're no one if you did, if uh, a billion or more didn't uh, watch you. Uh, the Wall, the, uh, let's start with 500 million. Um, the Wall, I'm in Berlin. Um, and uh, so you know who turns out to be crazy, speaking of The Wall? Roger Waters. Oh, I, from I, Pink Floyd? We've kind of known this for a couple of years. He's a nut. He, he's gone insane. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely has. Um, and uh, <clears throat> anyway, he says Bono's tribute to Israel uh, means that he should be picked up by the ankles and spanked. Anyway, more on that here in just a I'll second. I'll take Bono in that choose-your-fighter <clears throat> scenario. Yeah, and, and but who knew? The Wall, live in Berlin... In 1989, uh, 500 million. But anyway, so let's get to the billions on this one. So the moon landing <clears throat> is only number 10. The hell? 650 million. Then big jump, uh, China Central TV's New Year's Gala in 2018, 1 billion. And then Elvis, Aloha from Hawaii via satellite. 1973, there were, were there 1.5 billion people on Earth 
1.5 billion people watch Fat Elvis. Billion dollar. Um, in I mean, I, I I remember that. That was a huge event in Hawaii, but it, it, it's big in Hawaii. It's like, you know, we're big in Belgium. But but uh, anyway, but I mean, since he did the film Blue Hawaii, uh, number seven, 2022 FIFA World Cup, which is soccer. So I'm automatically skipping it. Live Aid, 1.9 billion. And that was the one with Queen and the whole thing. Uh, Spinks Ali, uh, two in which is boxing. In that the year they did that, oh, two billion. So are you ready? Seventy-eight, I believe. Let's skip this one. Ninety-six Summer Olympics opening ceremony. Ninety-six. <clears throat> was that the one in Atlanta? Three point five billion. Was it? I think it might have been. Yeah, Atlanta. That's one with where there the, was the bombing. Yeah, where the the yeah with falsely accused and all thing. And then <clears throat> who knew? In our living memory, just last year, number one. This- the state funeral of Elizabeth II. TV viewers of the state funeral of uh, the original Elizabeth I, zero. But anyway, that, it was, that, there was a lot of pageantry on that one. And, and there's two, there's a royal wedding. And there is, uh, and also the funeral of Michael Jackson. Uh, give me a, a number, a raw number of human beings who watched that. I don't even remember that. Oh, yeah. John Mayer played guitar at it. There were a lot of tributes was from it some of the day's biggest stars. Better than Shane McGowan's? It couldn't be. Uh, it was much bigger, yes. Because uh, that was a great funeral. Uh, anyway, fu- funeral of Michael Jackson. Two and a half billion people at Staples Center. Jeez, really? Yeah, the guy could sing. Oh, yeah, and he could molest a boy like Come no one's on. business. Yes, sorry. But if if, if if you were in that town on that day, uh, I don't re- even remember it on TV. It was like, all right, bury, bury the pedophile. Bury okay, so the pedo. We're talking about world rankings here. I'm not sure how many Americans watch the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II, but I did read just a few weeks ago that the Super Bowl we just had, it was the most watched yeah. program in American history with 123.4 million viewers across all platforms. Well, so just anyway, rem- uh, just imagine how many people around the world are going to be watching. The- What's the name of the thing that's on the moon? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Houston-based intuitive machines. Yeah, so anyway, when that guy comes out. But you know what no one brought up yesterday is that the sun which affects our climate and our uh, analog transmissions. The sun just launched three huge solar flares in 24 hours and what it could mean. They're saying doesn't apply to yesterday because we were, it was night. It was not the, the you know, uh, at the speed of light, the sun, sun flares are not going to affect the dark side of the earth, the, the, the part that doesn't have a direct line of sight to the sun. Okay, well, science. there's that. You're telling me those don't go through the earth? Right through my underwear. Houston, we have a problem. So are you ready to geek out? Always. The top-tier X-Class solar flares launched off the sun between Wednesday and Thursday. The first two occurred seven hours apart, coming in at X1.9 and X1.6 magnitude, respectively. But the third, the most powerful of the current 11-year solar cycle, ranked an impressive 6.3 on the magnitude meter. Or whatever. For you see, folks, here's the geeky part. Nerd alert! Solar flares or bursts of radiation are ranked on a scale that goes from A, B, and C to 
M and X. No explanation for that. I did not know that. Uh, sunspot, sunspots are the most common near the height of the 11 year old. So, so it's like, that's not what, what this was. But wow. So, anyway, so what, what, what the hell's the answer? Did it disrupt AT and Why would it disrupt AT and T and not T Mobile yesterday? That's why they're saying it's probably not uh, that, or else it would be everything everywhere all at once. So anyway, probably something. But they're saying whatever it was, it wasn't. Solar flares. So what are you? They're in charge of global warming too. Uh, where every, no, nothing is global warming. Want to hear the busy schedule by uh, POTUS today? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so he's in the air right now. There, there are beds on Air Force One, comfy ones. You can walk through Reagan's Air Force One at the Reagan Library, but that's a seven hundred seven. And it was Reagan who said, "Well, this should be bigger. This should be majestic." And so Bush got the first real Air Force One, the the, the big baby. But it's nevertheless big presidential bedroom in the Reagan 707. All right. So in, in such a equipped aircraft, POTUS, Grandpa's flying. He, he's still on East Coast time. Uh, we don't have a time for this. It just says president arrives at the White House, South Lawn. So that means a Marine One turbine scream later on. And he'll look like crap, by the way, because he just woke up. And then 10 a.m., 7 a.m. our time in, in pool town, uh, call, call time because POTUS is not even receiving the presidential daily briefing on the plane. He's going to receive the PDB, and they're really raising Kamala's profile on this. President receives the presidential daily briefing. Vice president attends at 1.45 Eastern. I mean, imagine starting your day, which is what that is. At I am awake. And they'll be doing a uh, press briefing at 1.30. And today, for the record, today's Friday. Today is close of business, close of the news cycle. And so what the what the word is from the Special Situations Research Newsletter is the United States later on today will impose more than 500 new sanctions on Russian companies, individuals, and firms in other countries that supply Russia's military. Now, remember, we're supposed to be sending this really hard message about the whole killing of political opponents thing to, uh, you know, uh, to to honor uh, Yolanda uh, and, and the whole thing. But <clears throat> um, what you've not been seeing in American news for the past two years is that it's almost as if Putin planned for this and wrote an essay about it in uh, 2020. It's almost as if the invasion of Ukraine is coming up on 10 years old since he invaded in 2014 and that he knew this was coming. And he and he banked a war chest that would make uh, sanctions meaningless. And now with the imposition of, for instance, the price cap on the energy he can sell, which and there's there's no clapback on that, uh, by the way, unless it's you. Hey, you, if you pay more than that per barrel, then you're going to get really, really gnarly sanctions. OK, well, who's doing that? Well, two countries. You might have heard of them. India, speaking of billions, India and China, they are his they, they are his ATM and he is their gas station. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Cheap energy from our next-door neighbor? What's not to like? So, you know, sorry, Ukraine thing, um, and, uh, and and sorry, NATO, that you're having to deal with, you know, a future where you go to war with a guy. But in the meantime, hi, I'm India. I'm poor as hell. My farmers are rebelling. They're seeing the European farmers go nuts, and my farmers are going nuts. They want uh, bigger subsidies. 
and you're selling me cheap energy to give to my farmers? Here you go. China, meanwhile, is like, oh, nice energy sector you have there. Be a shame if anything happened to it. And and the, the irony here is that India and China are currently at war. I mean, if we can't play those too often, we're, we're real masters of the universe at that point. But um, China is also the number one supplier of retail goods to... Uh, to your Russia, including their grocery markets and, and the whole thing. So, I mean, good luck. Good, good. Uh, whatever you did, if you ha if you haven't done it by now, what do you think killing this uh, dissident, uh, what are you holding back? You know, really? Um, and uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, his opinion on Tucker Carlson when we come back in just a second. And I'll actually read some text in, uh, in just a few minutes. Back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Und wir kommen zur Abstimmung über die Beschlussempfehlung des Ausschusses für Bildung, Forschung und Technikfolgenabschätzung zu dem Antrag der Fraktion der AfD. All right, quick, what is that? AM 770 KTTH. Easy for her to say. What, uh, what do you think was happening there? Something profoundly important. That's uh, the German Parliament, der Bundestag, legalizing cannabis. No kidding. Even when the Germans legalize weed, they sound like they're invading Poland. 32 und wir kommen zur Abstimmung über die Beschlussempfehlung des Ausschusses. I I I that's like in the last circle of hell. Sit with a stone German and converse. Okay. So anyway, uh, but I mean tough neighborhood and it's not in the German common sense to it's one thing to get polluted drunk. And make sure you pass downhill so you, you, you don't coat your clothes and vomit. For real, that's what friends in Germany do. Um, uh, and uh, But I got to say, when you're surrounded by countries that celebrate their marijuana culture, it is kind of tough. Except, I, I mean, how does Idaho do it? You know, Idaho is raising the penalties for misdemeanor possession uh, and, and, and all that. So I don't know how they... Where they get off, so I mean, I don't know what, 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 why the Germans would. Well, they're they're legalizing it so they can make money off it. Because what what is happening? Small businesses are, are saying, "Hey, look, I have a small bar, and Germans who want to get ripped in Holland are driving to Holland in their little EVs, getting stoned, and then driving back. They should be Ubering down to my little." Uh, beer bar and getting stoned here. And it's a pretty compelling argument. Um, and so, because uh, it, 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 Das Geld is going to Holland instead of Das Geld here in Deutschland. So, so anyway, the Germans are busy crossing that particular Rubicon. And so, evidently, uh, these 500 
sanctions were unveiled a little while ago. Uh, CNBC with this. A new package of Russian sanctions on more than 500 targets. NBC News White House correspondent Aaron Gilchrist joins us now for more on this. Aaron, good to see you. So I'm sure Aaron details them in his very edifying and old thing. But um, that's the thing. If you can't sanction uh, Russia any more than they already are sanctioned, um, so now you're going to sanction their friends. Well, that means uh, India and China. So how does that work? You know, really? Uh, because China is busy pushing the new world order based on the renminbi of the, the Chinese currency. Get away from the dollar. And so China has a deal with, uh, with Russia that, well, can we trade? Uh, can we can we buy the oil from Russia in uh, with Chinese yuan, not dollars? Putin wants dollars, but he will. But he wants something rather than nothing. And the Chinese are saying, okay, well, it's this or nothing. Well, it's better than nothing. Um, and then, oh, by the way, uh, all their cheap EVs are being sold in Russia. And, and meanwhile, India is saying uh, it would be nice to use rupees instead of dollars or whatever. So. If we sanction them more, that's effective, but it just pushes them more into a dual polar world. Financially, it's a unipolar world. It's a dollar world, and it's spoken in English. Okay, there's that. Um, financially, you push them into a corner where they're not using dollars uh, anymore. So, I mean, <clears throat> the the last sanction that will work will be uh, Vladimir Putin uh, being crushed under the rubble of the Kremlin. But are we going to do that? No. You know, you know where Fanta comes from, producer Greg. You, are you a fan of La Fanta? Heaven. No, my kids love it though. Oh, I, I, I mean, I don't need. Is there a diet one? Orange bubbly goodness. I don't know. You know, you know who invented Fanta? Are you ready? God. <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> no, Google him, Hitler. Um, Fanta is the result of Coca Cola being told by FDR, "We got to hit the crowds where it hurts," and so uh, no more uh, selling Coca Cola to. Uh, Nazi Germany. And so the kiddies loved the Coca-Cola and the jazz and the the uh, the the uh, Traga music, the sideways music. Hitler could not stop the jazz, but he could, um, when faced with not Coca-Cola, he went to a company and he said, make something as good or better than the Coca-Cola. And so they came up with Fanta with a bunch of German herbs and stuff. I had no idea it has like an over 80-year history. Yeah. Nazi drink. How does it feel to say, here, kids, taste what the Nazis had. Founded in 1941. Wow. Mmm. What does that tell you? And so it, it doesn't, you know, it do, not the grape and the orange and all the crap you have now, but the original one is more like Mr. Pibb, you know, 10-2-4, um, kind of like that. And 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 the kiddies were compelled. They were ordered by uh, the secret police to like Fanta uh, more. And so <clears throat> um, that's the effectiveness of, of sanctions at this point. Because uh, I, I mean, how, how many times does human the human race have to learn that when the bad guy tells you what he's going to do, believe him. So when the bad guy says, "I'm putting the band back together," because the most tragic event of the 20th century was the defenestration of the Soviet Union. Well, the Soviet Union used to be Belarusia, and it used to be Estonia, Latvia, and uh, Lithuania because Stalin stole them. And if Stalin stole it, it was Russia's for thousands of years, probably, in, in Putin's mind. And the fact that they're NATO countries now is of no matter. 
uh, to to him, but because they, they will be uh, the Russian Federation when he's done. So I mean, at this point, I mean, how many how many Bond films, how many pre Roger Moore Bond films do you have to see before you understand that the bad guy always monologues, the bad guy always tells you what you're going to do. Put 007 on the table with the laser slowly inching up to his crotch. And 007 says, do you expect me to talk, Goldfinger? And Goldfinger says, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die, which is very clever. But then the bad guy always does what? He leaves. He leaves to get in his getaway jet and leaves Bond alone. So that's our only chance, NATO. Got to hope that Putin doesn't sit there and watch the laser burn your junk. But I think he's seen the same movies, and he knows that that fatal mistake of the arch villain is to leave when your master when you press a button on your master plan. Um, Bond always finds a way out. Remember in uh, Live and Let Die, there was the the shark tanks. That, those were stupid. Don't yeah, don't with leave him in there with lasers on their heads. Well, <laughs> no, not even almost so. It was a shark tank, and then the movable floor. And you see, eventually, you'll run out of Florida standout and you'll fall into the pool full of sharks. Ro- Roger Moore, worst 007 ever. But, I mean, that's what's happening. And so that's what cracks me up is is um, <clears throat> um, sanctions on Russia. The people bear that. We, we know this from, from uh, Iraq. You have to make the bad guy hurt. You, you have to poison his wife, poison his mistress. Poison his mistress's mistress. Um, poison his second mistress. Kill his kids. They're in London. They they live like the Earl of Red Hair or what if some insert royal, wealthy royalty here. His kids live in London. Play hardball. Who is his favorite NHL player? Is it Ovechkin? Arrest him. Arrest him and execute him on live TV. Unless he's a dual citizen. But if he's still a Russian, most of them are. Um, kick him out. At, at least kick him. Embarrass Putin. That's that's what he gets. Um, start mocking his bald spot. Uh, start um, uh, in, inflating the the ongoing rumors that originated in Russia that uh, there's that he has something very much in common with Michael Jackson, and that it, it's not the glove. Um, and 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 that's the reason that um, Litvinenko, the guy that took three weeks or three months to die in London, the guy that drank the polonium, uh, he was equally KGB. He 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 knew um, he knew Putin for years, and when MI6 debriefed him, something came out, and you see what happens when you embarrass Putin. Yeah. You you try tea, and and Putin doesn't like it. He doesn't. He, I mean, it's like President Xi in China doesn't like Winnie the Pooh because he resembles him. So you can't say Winnie the Pooh. You can't uh, do an internet search for uh, Pooh Corner Winnie the Pooh in China. You get on a list if you are. Don't embarrass the dictator because they hate that. So uh, finish up your Fanta and start thinking about. But but believe me. Um, Dual-use technology, they can get that, okay? Ballistic missiles, they're getting them from Iran. You you want to sanction somebody? Kill what he loves, okay? That's that's how hardball's played. Sorry, I'm just passing on the history. The day after Hamas, Netanyahu reveals his plans for a post-Hamas Gaza Strip. In spite of the White House, he's winning the war. 
The White House wouldn't know how to win a war, but sanctions, they know, deter people or, or something, whatever that uh, in, intention. Let me go over that one more time. Okay, what are they for? What are the, uh, the sanctions for again? prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. As well as our efforts to uh, both try to deter Russia uh, through sanctions. Well, that's quite a track record you have there. That's only two years ago, everybody. <clears throat> All right, uh, back in the second hour number two. Uh, Brian Sucho, AM 770, wrapping up the week on KTTH.